to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Over the next few minutes, I'll be taking us through a series on divine health and it's it's a higher life that God is calling us to but there's a cost for it which I want us to understand today let's take a look at St. Luke's Gospel chapter 14 verse 28 to 30 I hope those who are in first service are not saying where has this verse come from St. <laughs> Luke's Gospel chapter 14 from verse 28 to 30 For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Praise God. Least after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him. So there is a price to pay for building a tower. There is a cost for a higher life. Praise the Lord. And today, I'll be sharing inspired by a dream that I had this morning. And I'll read it for you. I'm going to share it with you. It's It's a very interesting message. So there's a dream that I had this morning. And I was doing a training with the workforce. The cost of a higher life. So I had a dream this morning. I woke up to it. In the dream, I was with the workforce. And I was speaking to them. And as I spoke to them, I told them, today's training was free. But the next time you're coming for training, you'll have to each pay 10000 And you can imagine the looks on their faces. You can imagine the looks on their faces. Praise God. Yeah, you can imagine the looks that they had. They're all thinking, what kind of, what are we getting ourselves into? What kind of pastor is this? And so they were all telling me, uh, I told them 10,000. And I began to hear their thoughts. And apart from hearing their thoughts, some began to murmur. 
and they began to speak out. So the first thoughts I heard were, how can we be bringing 10,000 to church? We are going somewhere. The second, a person shouted out and said, uh, what did they say? They said, we can't manage. It's not possible. Where will I get it from? The third person shouted out and said, I want to bring it, but I have to convince my husband first. Right in the dream, the interpretation came. And as I was beginning to tell them the interpretation, I woke up and God told me to use that to speak here in person. Now it doesn't surprise me because Jesus would tell stories all the time, right? And he would give an interpretation. Since for you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Now, the dream was about a calling to a higher life. The first people who began to murmur within their hearts were saying to themselves, how can I bring that huge amount to church? By the way, congratulations on partnership. I will announce at the end how we did. So the, the leaders can send me if there is any further update. Now, ladies and gentlemen, followership, following God to the core, following him to the higher levels, will cost you something. Let me explain. Look at how David used to think. This is a man who the Bible says was after God's heart, right? Look at 2 Samuel 24 verse 24. And look at the way he used to think. Then the king said, now this is at a time when David is about to buy, he, he wanted a place for the tabernacle, right? He wanted a place for the Ark of the Covenant. And so the king said to Arauna, if you don't know your name, that name you are giving your son. No, but I'll surely buy it from you for a price. The guy offered it to the king for free. And then he says, I'll surely buy it from you for a price. Nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God with that which costs me nothing. David knew that the higher things of God are costly. They are costly. What do I mean? Have we learned to buy the truth? Proverbs 23 and verse 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Have we learned to buy the truth? Now, one person here may be thinking, how much does it cost? Sometimes it will just cost you your attention. Proverbs chapter number 4. Look at verse 23. 24. 23 again. I just want you to see something. Eh? Can you give me 23 please? Somebody say glory to God. Glory to 
Say it one more time. Ask your neighbor, have you learned to buy the truth? The Bible says wisdom is more precious than silver. Question is, have you learned to buy it? Sometimes what it will cost you is your attention. Sometimes that is all to cost. He says in verse 20, I'm the one who's moving it. My son, give attention to my words. He's, com- he's telling you to give something to it. And that's attention. And incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. It's you with the responsibility to do that. And then he says something. For their life to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. So there is actually a process of finding them. It says their life to those who actually find them. The higher things in God are for people who decide to give value to the word of God. To actually pay attention to the word of God. Think about this. Think about this. How can a person say, I'm just giving you small examples of how you can tell whether your value levels are going high. How can a person say, I have not gotten a Bible in my phone because I don't have space. And they have candy crush. They have candy crush. How can somebody come knock at the office door and say, uh, is the church giving out any free Bibles? But they are buying so many things every day. You can tell there is a certain level of value they have not placed. You can tell there is a certain level of value. How can someone read some funny, it's not even doctor authorized prescription on the internet and go spend 1,500 on it and can't buy Jesus the healer. Then there is a value they have not placed. Ladies and gentlemen, the higher things in God are for those who place value on them. So, the first group that was saying, we should bring all that to church. Imagine if, imagine how much time we give, let's say, education. If you are studying medicine, how many years would you study in your life? Baby class, reception, depending on, depending on the cafe, some more bougie than others. Eh? So baby class, reception. No, baby class and middle class. And then there is pre-grade. Then grade one to seven. Maybe you just skip two grades or something. And then grade eight to twelve. That's already 15 years. And then pre-med. And then the med itself. You've given a good 20 or so years of your life to this thing. A good 20 or so years of your life. And that's just for you to be at first level. Now you want to specialize. <laughs> and you can't give 10 minutes of confession per day. Just 10 minutes to say, this that my pastor is teaching, I'll be going through every day 
for 10 minutes and then I'll be confessing it. Will it cost you that much to just give the word some attention, to give the word some time? Will it cost you that much? So there are people who have not placed value on it. The second group of people were saying they can't manage. They can't manage. What they have forgotten is that the grace is in the instruction. Notice the Apostle Paul says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able. So he's not looking at the ability of the person, he's looking at the ability of the word. And then what is the word of God able to do? It's able to build you up and give you an inheritance so it can appropriate for you your portion. Hey. (laughs) So it's able to build you up and give you an inheritance. So you're commended to it and then you must submit yourself to it. So the moment you're still thinking, I can't, I can't, I can't, then there is trouble there. Why? Because with men it may be impossible. With God all things are possible. So that's why you can tell when there are certain scriptures in the word that I've noticed people struggle with because they think man, man, man. I give you an example. Let me, give, let me show you one example of a scripture people struggle with. I've rarely heard it quoted. And if others didn't see it being quoted from the Bible, they would have argued. First John 3. Look at verse 7. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. Why? Because there are people who are actually deceived into thinking there is no unrighteous. Do you know why people like such like to acquaint themselves with that? Usually it's because they don't they don't be challenged to a higher life. They just still want to forever be loved despite their faults. That's all. That's the level they, they want to forever be at. Next verse. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now look at this. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For God's sin remains in him and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. That's, that's a higher life now. That's a higher calling. So someone may stand and say, Hey! Can I manage? With man, it may not be possible, but with God, all things are possible. Isn't that what Jesus answered the disciples when they said, who then can be saved? But the first question is, have you aligned your spirit to agree with the word? Or are you arguing with it? Is your argument immediately, I can't manage? Or do you agree saying, oh Lord, be it unto me according to your word? It's the same thing as a life which I'll be sharing in the next few weeks of divine health. Someone may be saying, Apostle Fred, that life you're saying I should live, the eternal life you're saying I should grab a hold of, do you know how many sicknesses I was born with? Do you know the condition of my kidney? Do you know the condition of my lungs? Maybe you can teach that to someone who's been born in a clean bill of health. With man it may not be possible, but with God all things are possible. I'm preparing you for the message that's coming. Are you going to be one of those who's just going to say, I can't manage? Or are you going to be like Peter, 
who when you see Jesus taking a walk on water are going to say, if it's you, call me. You know what? You know what? At that moment when Jesus said, Peter, come, Peter was invited to step into the realm of Jesus. <laughs> hey. Now imagine if Jesus said, Peter, come. I said, I can't manage. He's missed out on the opportunity. God is always thinking possibility and he wants to train his children to think possible, possible, possible. That's why he never accepted the excuse in the parable of the talents for that gentleman who said, I buried it. He never accepted it. He said, you could have at least put it in the bank. He's always training us to think possibility, possibility, possibility. Look at um, John. Actually, let's use Matthew. We'll start with Mark. <laughs> you know the challenge? There are certain portions of scripture which are in every gospel. Like the parable, not the parable, when Jesus fed the 5,000. I've, I've seen it in every gospel. So I want, to, I want us to use Mark's. Because it's the way Mark described it. Look at chapter 6 and verse 35. Those online seem to be enjoying. I can see you. Mark 6 and verse 35. When the day was now fast spent, I want you to look at this. And please, allow this to break certain mindsets. When the day was now fast spent, you will see when we talk about this in about, this one I think we should be reaching it in two weeks. I don't think this will be next week. This is the, the other week or the other week. There's a gentleman named Moses. The Bible gives a description of him when he died. That man was quite peculiar. God had to bury him. Eh? And you know the description of him? He was 120 years old. And the Bible says his eyes were still strong. And then the Bible says his figure was not abated. In short, if you read it from another translation, you'll see when we go to it in a few weeks. He was as strong as he had ever been. And it seemed to be a thing in those days. Because Caleb had once said, I'm 80, I was 40 years old then. And then the guy was now in his 80s. And he said, my bones are still as strong as they were then. And then you should accept a lesser life at 30. You should accept a lesser life at 15. Those guys were not even yet in the covenant we are in. They had not even yet reached. But there is something they encountered. Moses couldn't interact with glory at that level. And it, and it not having a physical effect. Now if that which was the lesser covenant. Mark 6 verse 35. <laughs> There's something God is calling us to. Are you willing? Mark 6 verse 35. When the day was now fast spent, his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place and already the hour is late. So they presented the facts. Uh, Jesus, we've come here with some facts for you. <laughs> Number one, this place is deserted. You know, it's late. Jesus is busy interacting with the people. Send them away. They literally told Jesus, end 
the meeting. That they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. Hey! Imagine Jesus is your boss. What kind of... <laughs> they came saying, Lord, send them away. And he says, give them something to eat. What is he thinking? Possibility. And they say to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? I think Jesus was smiling. Good. I think you're now thinking rich. Mm-hmm. At least you're now thinking, you're, you're, you're beginning to upgrade. At least you're thinking, okay, I can use money to buy them all food. Think about how the disciples were thinking. At that point, they were thinking of buying 5,000 people food. They were now thinking big. Hey, I refuse to be small. But nevertheless, that wasn't enough. He said, okay, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said five and two fish. What did he do? Multiplied it, fed everybody else. What's my point? There can be a person in this place who's thinking, Pastor, that message, that one might not be for me. Me, I'm well known at the hospitals. They have my record, so you can go to that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. All I want is just grace to manage the situation. And yet God is saying, no, that's not the level I want for you. I'm calling you up to a higher life. But the question is, would you value the message? Would you actually give it attention? Will you value it enough to start confessing it? Would you value enough to train even your body to respond to it? Babies don't know their name the day they are born. But you know their name. And you determine that come what may, this one will know the name. Whether the name is long and complicated, this one will know their name. And before you know it, the child starts responding to their name. And that's why you'll notice that when someone is speaking to her, you know how people use baby language sometimes, which they're not necessarily supposed to. But you'll notice with the name, they don't. Somehow they'll say it in full. They are training the person to respond to their name. To respond to their name. Are you ready to train yourself to respond to the nature of God in you? Hey! Back up, back up. As it stands right now, if I'm walking, if anyone says Frederick, I will, I will turn. And ever since ordination, now it's even, it's even gone yonder. If I hear a post, I'm the first person I think of. I'm, I'm very serious. I'm the first person I think of. Hey. Hey, hey. There was a time I was invited somewhere. There was another apostle as well. And they said, we're inviting the apostle. But I almost stood up. As far as I was, my name had been caught. And there are certain verses that you read in the Bible. And you just see your name there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you shall be above and not beneath. Hey. Did somebody call me? <laughs> what do you mean did someone call you? You just mentioned above. Those are my kind of... That, that, that's one of my nicknames. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Let's continue. The third group. Somebody was saying, I want to, but I need to convince my husband first. Now what that meant 
is that when you are being called for your higher life, it may call for a separation from how everybody else thinks. What do I mean? There are people who genuinely love you and mean well for you, but may not understand the higher life. And sometimes the mustard seed can be mocked before it grows. Sometimes the mustard seed can be mocked before it grows. Look at Matthew 13 verse 31 and notice what the Bible says. Matthew 13, another parable he put forth saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. It may look like all that person has is faith. They don't have connections like me. All that person has is this unwavering belief that God will do ABCD. It may look like that's all you have, but notice what happens. But when it is grown, hey, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come nest on its branches. What am I trying to say? Don't waver at the fact that not everyone may believe like you. I'm telling you, some people are content with just being forgiven, and it ends there. They've not gone on to the fact that he came, that we may have life and life in abundance. Others are content with just life. There's also life in abundance. Now, listen to me. Have you ever been there where, well, which has happened in all the classes I've been in, maybe you're proceeding to the next year, and there are some people who maybe, for some reason, don't proceed with you. You may feel bad for them. You may help them in any way you want to. But you're not going to say, I've also stopped going for class now because those people have not managed. You're not going to say that. So we are not going to say that we're not going to pursue the higher life. Because, because someone has told us that a million people haven't managed to. We'll feel bad for them. We'll help them in whatever way we can. But maybe the best way for you to help them might be for you to pursue this life to the fullest so that you're a tree. <laughs> so that you can become a tree in which the birds of the air can rest. Maybe that can be the solution. What's my point? Look at Romans chapter 3. And look at verse 3. In Romans 3 verse 3, we are shown something very interesting. We are shown... That what if some did not believe? Anyway, there was once a time where the whole Israel believed everyone else and two men had a different report. Two men had a different report. Popular does not always mean God. So he says, what if some don't believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? In short, is God going to say, hey, I'm not going to be faithful to that one because everybody else has not believed? What if the others don't say, Jesus, can I walk on water with you? Would that, would that interrupt the signal between Jesus and Peter? What if others don't believe? This is what he says. 
Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true and every man a liar. As it is written that you may be justified in your words and may be overcome when you are judged. Part of the price to pay is that not everyone, I'm talking about well-meaning believers, will see it this way. Haven't you heard well-meaning believers read 2 Corinthians uh, 8, 9 and say, when it says he became poor so we can be rich, it's spiritual riches. I, I don't know whether he became spiritually poor. Like it's so clear. It's right there. Not everyone wants the higher life. Interesting, it's false humility and it cheats you out of your reward. But are you willing to agree with God, even beyond what everyone else thinks? Can we be like Abraham? Where we understand the way God operates and we function in that way. And how does God operate? He operates in the realm called God. And you know, Jesus invited us to that realm by saying, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. He, he was inviting us to that realm. And then we will be able to talk to mountains. Like mountains will hear voices. It's a different realm altogether. Praise God. I was given an example in the first service as I'm ending. I was saying, what do you think? Do you think the Apostle Paul would sit down thinking, yeah, maybe one day I might not end up fulfilling my destiny because one day I might be bitten by a snake. Are you aware that a snake bit Apostle Paul? And I was saying earlier that sometimes when we hear these things, mainly we hear it in sermons that are saying, the snake to you may be this. The snake to you may be your education. The snake to you may be your uncle. The snake to you. Just shake it off. Everybody stand up and just do a shake. Shake, shake. Now, nothing against that. But the snake to the Apostle Paul was a snake. And it was a viper for that matter. Such that when it beat him, the people were like, this guy is cursed. I don't know who maybe has said that about you. They were like, this guy is indeed a criminal. Pantu, he's failed to escape. A snake has even beaten him. And the guy shook it off, threw it in the fire. The village was like, he's a god. <laughs> the village said, this guy is a god. And they brought all those who are sick. You can find that in Acts 27 and 28, right? Now, this same Apostle Paul, I want you to see the place he had reached. In Philippians 1.23, look at this. The Apostle Paul says, I am caught. I'm hard pressed between the two. He had two options. Having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Next. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh, which is more needful for you. In short, for Apostle Paul, death was not the one to decide for him. He was the one to make, he was making a decision like, what to do, what to do? Go and be with the Lord. Remain with you guys. Okay, for now you guys need me more. That was, notice that. 
Why do you think these guys would write letters months before they are going? They knew. Peter, have you ever read Second Peter where it says, since the Lord has made it known to me that I'm about to shed this tabernacle soon, so I thought I should remind you about ABCD. I've got a question for you. Do you think it was possible for Abraham to die before his time? Was it possible? Do you actually think it was possible for Abraham to die before Isaac was ever born? There was a promise on him. There was a promise on him. And let me tell you what he did with it. Look at Romans 4.17. It says Abraham believed in God. He was promised. He was told he was an heir of the world. And as it is written, I've made you a father of nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God. And then he, was, he knew how God works. He says, who gives life to dead things? He quickened the dead. And he calls things which are not as though they are. And when you read in Hebrews 1, he didn't start now. Because when you read Hebrews 1 verse 3, it says, By faith we believe that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that that which is seen was made out of that which is unseen. And, and, so this morning, I just came to dare you. To dare you to believe. To dare you to believe beyond what you're seeing in your body. To dare you to believe beyond what you're seeing in your accounts or anything like that. Are you ready to step into God's realm? Is somebody here ready for that? Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, many people are looking at themselves. They are looking at their conditions. They are looking at um, statistics. They are looking at all those things. But when you read Matthew 19 verse 26, says, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And you know, one verse I was meditating on before coming up for the second service, I was thinking about, there's a verse I was meditating on. Can I just read it for you very quickly? Matthew 16, verse 7. I just want you to see this wants us to come to a place where this becomes the supernatural shouldn't be arbitrary. It shouldn't be once off. It becomes your life. Notice. Um, go to it. Give me verse 6. I just want you guys to see the context and we're done. I really hope you're getting what I'm saying. No, I know you're getting it. So Jesus is warning them and he says, take heed and beware the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Okay? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. So they're like, in short, they were discussing among themselves, yeah, for Jesus to tell us this, then he's realized that we forgot, I think they forgot to carry bread. So like, maybe Jesus was like trying to indirectly throw some shade. So he says, so they reasoned among themselves. That's the problem when you bring divine things to reason in. That it is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus being aware of it said to them, Oh you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have bought no bread? Wait. Wait. Look at the next verse now. Pay attention. Do you not yet understand 
or remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets you took up. My friends, what is Jesus saying here? He's saying, so you think what we did before, we can't do again. Like, are you still concerned about bread? Do you still remember how you were preserved in wave one, in wave two? So, so have you forgotten how? And then notice, he even gives them the second wave. And he says, no, the seven loaves of the 4,000. And how many large baskets you took up? He said, you think if I didn't give you baskets in wave one and baskets in wave two, I can't do it in wave three. Hey! <laughs> so you don't remember how he, came up, how he came through for you in 2018? How he came through for you in 2010? How he came through for you in 2015? That he was actually calling you to a life. For us believers, it's not about us one day believing for a miracle. He calls us to a life where signs and wonders follow us. He's calling us to this kind of life. Are you willing to pay the price? And the price is that you must place value. You must pay attention. Give time to confession. Give time. Submit yourself to this word of his grace. The price, the price, ladies and gentlemen, is that you must stop seeing it. Don't see it from the flesh. Perceive it from the spirit. Perceive it from God's realm of possibilities. The price is that it won't be popular with everyone. Not everyone will believe it like this. Others will be comfortable with just level one. Are you willing to go all the way to level God? Are you willing? Are you willing to say, Lord, I take you at your word? Are you willing to honor his word? Ladies and gentlemen, on Friday it was a public holiday. We knew that on Thursday, I think, because the head of state made an announcement that it was a public holiday. I've not yet heard of a single person who called their boss to confirm. The head of state is a public, saying it's a public holiday. Do you agree? Everyone automatically agreed with the head of state because a higher authority had spoken. The lion has roared. The Lord has spoken. Shall we not believe? Must we consult men over what God has said? Next week. <laughs> So I want you to prepare yourself by constantly saying, I believe the word, I believe the word. Now, as a matter of fact, say after me, say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I believe God's word. I submit myself to God's word. I am what God's word says I am. I agree with God's word. Say in the name of Jesus. I believe. I'm persuaded. I'm convicted. I have assurance. Say in the name of Jesus. God's word is working in me. It's working in my mind. It's working in my body. It's working in my life. Say in the name of Jesus. I do not fall like one of the princes. Because I know and I understand that we are God's. 
and we are sons of the Most High. Say in the name of Jesus. As he is in heaven, so am I here on earth. Glory! You know what I like? No, you don't sound like defeated people. You don't sound like discouraged people. I was telling the guys earlier, I was telling them earlier that when a child grows, especially I've noticed this here with girl children, eventually when they are working with their mother, they begin to ask, are you guys sisters? This is somebody who, who, is, who was as small as a loaf of bread in their hands. But there is a maturity that has come. You are coming to that level where the angels will be looking. They look, they see Jesus. They look down like, anyway. <laughs> who is who? I said, who is who here? Like the resemblance is too much. Who is who? And Jesus says, that's my brother. <laughs> because for this cause, he's not ashamed to call us brethren. Hey. Tell your neighbor, you look like God. <laughs> you resemble. Are you sure you are not born of him? Hi-ya-ya-ya-ya-ya. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's give our offerings. As we're giving our offerings, if there is anyone in this place who's not born again, and you want to give your life to Christ, or perhaps you're watching online, and you're not born again, I want to invite you into a moment of salvation. If that's the case with you, raise your hand and raise it high. So for those who are watching and you'd like to give your lives to Christ, say after me, say, Lord Jesus. So I believe you are the Son of God. So I confess you as my Lord. And from this day, I'm born again. Amen. Get in touch with us and we'll help you out with the material that is needed. service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.